listen to me, they are not, amen, diseased by long periods of time when you are left to yourself. You can program into them, amen, the breath of life. Praise God. And the reason God wants us to do this programming is because my prayer is that by preaching, teaching, and trying to live in front of you, the life, you don't have to repeat what I did. Get that right? Amen. Amen. We some highlight of hope so you don't have to go through what we had to go through. And truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Let's give our youth a hand clap. Come on now. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Will y'all stand? Stand, stand. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. Come on. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Truly God is an awesome God. Amen. I remember when I was that age, boy, I tell you, it was rough. Uh, I wanted, in South Philly, I wanted to join the Boy Scouts. This is a true story. I went to the Scoutmaster's house and said, I want to join the Boy Scouts. And all my buddies was outside saying, come on, man, don't be no chump. <laughs> Only chumps join the Boy Scouts. I said, what kind of mess is this? <laughs> Them hard heads. Amen. I never joined either. And I, and I, uh, uh, it's, it's called peer pressure. <laughs> Amen. So God is good. Amen. And then we was fighting the block around the corner from us in South Philly. And we had little guns with caps in them. And we were shooting the caps. And them guys come around the street with, with, with these, uh, these half ball sticks. Start hitting us, you know. It wasn't the same, Doc. So I said, well, let me get back home. But God is so good. Thank God for all of you. This morning, we're in the book of Hosea, Old Testament prophet Hosea, between Joel, amen, and Daniel. After Daniel is Hosea, amen. We're in the book of Hosea. And um, I've been dealing with alliteration of C's, and last week, next week, should the Lord spare life, will be our last C of this series. We're going to move to the power of God's principles. But um, I took four weeks to deal with this subject of compassion. Four weeks. This is the fourth week on compassion. And the first week dealt with, amen, a provision, listen to this, of service when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Amen. And, and when he disrobed himself and knowing that he was God, he was sovereign, knowing why he came, where he was going to. He washed the disciples' feet. And one of the things we established is that true biblical compassion has nothing to do with what you receive back. It's a service to somebody else. Do I have a witness? It's a service. It's me servicing this flock. It's me servicing my family. It's me servicing others. So we dealt with a provision of service, and then we moved, amen, to God's protection from ourselves. When he hid, Exodus 33, Moses in the cleft of the rock. Remember that? Moses made a request. God, God, God said Moses was faithful. 
He was angry with all Israel. He told Moses, move your tent outside the camp. I don't even want to come in their presence. I'm, I'm sick of them. I, I, they're stiff-necked. Remember that? And, and when Moses got outside the camp, God says, I'm pleased with you. And this is what God said to Moses. Uh, Moses said, Lord, my one request is that you will let me see your face. Let me see your glory. God said, you can't see my glory, but I'll tell you what I do. I'll let you see my goodness. And the goodness and the glory are linked. Amen? When God shows you enough of his goodness, you see his glory. Do I have a witness? Just keep on living. You see his glory. And, and, then, and then third, last week we dealt with um, this, this, whole, this whole matter from Ezra, amen, of uh, God providing, prompting, if you will, amen, a return, remember that, uh, through Darius. Darius had been prophesied two, two centuries before he was born. God called this Gentile by name. He came on the hill of the Babylonians in Daniel 5. Amen. Tika, uh, many, many Tiku Eupharsin. And, and while they were partying, having an orgy, a, a God had a hand writing on the wall saying, your time is numbered, your days are numbered, and the enemy is at the door. The enemy was the Medes and the Persians. And Darius, amen, was the uh, 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 general of the Persians that came in and took over. And one of the things we said, the moment he took over, listen to this, he allowed Israel to return, rebuild, be restored. Remember all that? And, and so when we look at compassion, it ought to be indicative of washing feet, a service. It ought to be indicative of a protection of self from self. It ought to be indicative of a return, amen, from a stronghold. We, we, we ought to encompass all of these messages but today 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 we're dealing with redemptive love and i gotta say this i don't even understand redemptive love redemptive love is the promotion of one in spite of their sins i'm pausing purposely just in spite of i love you in spite of you that's redemptive love. Do I have a witness up in the house? That's incomprehensible to man. The love of God cannot even be fathomed by man. Love is typically defined as being respectful, reciprocal. Reciprocal means it's a two-way street. You love me, I love you, you respect me, I respect you. And rich, a rich exchange between two people. It is a dual dedication, a full disclosure, a game plan that ultimately deals with one's difficulties, a delightful relationship where there is total agreement, total acceptance, and total appreciation and all of that is not redemptive love that is unrealistic expectations because if you get married you're marrying a sinner with a bunch of baggage do I have a witness yeah yeah um, when we look at God's redemptive love 
Amen. It's a, it's a love that um, is redemptive, and I'm going to deal with that in nature. It receives, it releases, it restores one from their rebelliousness and sense of ruin. And we are ruined. Sin has ruined us. Sin has bankrupt us. On this questionnaire I'm giving out Wednesday, without people putting a name on it, all of us are affected by our past, our history. I know you like to think, ah, nah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, absolutely. If I'm looking at you, I'm looking at your mother or father. I'm pausing purposely. If I look long enough, I can discern what bothered you. And some of us are still living lives of liability because of our history. See, this whole, this whole thing on church, that uh, and Jesus, Jesus called them hypocrites and the Greek actors, you're putting on a face that really doesn't match you. Where our outward makeup does not match our real motives. Yeah. Our fronts that we put on don't match our fruit. I'm preaching up in this place now. You know, we're rule-oriented, rigid, ready to uh, gossip and talk others down, but you're incapable of seeing what's really on the inside of you. And, and, and see, Jesus said, before you take the toothpick out of another's eye, get the two by four out of your own eye. That's called internal surgery. Let, let the Holy Spirit really expose to you what's going on inside of you. And why are you so rigid? Why are you so religious? You know, religious folk are dangerous. I, I didn't say saved. I said religious. Religious folk. Religious folk are dangerous. Yeah. And, and, and um, they have a form of godliness with no power. And Jesus said, the world will know that you're my disciples, mine, by the love you have for one another. Not, not by all your rigid positions and what you think is right and wrong. Because the fact of the matter is all have sinned. And falling short of the glory of God. And, and people that highlight other people's stuff, they're hiding something. Turn in and they would say, what are you hiding? Yeah, let, let's just let's draw you in on this. You're hiding something, Doc. You're hiding something. And, and, and because if, if I'm spending time trying to find out all the particulars of my mess with God, I ain't got time to look at you. I don't have time to judge you. I don't have time to criticize you. Amen. Let me just look at the clock because I don't give a kitty what your face is. Let me just look at the clock. It's true. It's Jesus attending a party that Matthew gave. Matthew, Levi. He told Levi, follow me. Levi was a tax collector. They hated tax collectors because they cheated the people. He, Levi said, Lord, will you come to my house tonight? I'm throwing a party. Jesus said, I'll be there. See? 
Levi had his party. I mean, they kicking it out. Prostitutes and all these ill, reputable people in the party. And, and Jesus sitting right there smiling, just right there. And here go Peter and them outside. Hey, Peter, Peter, I ain't going in there. How? See, Peter was religious. How, how can he, the Lord, I'm preaching up in this place. And, 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 and I'm not suggesting you go into a party with drunks and, and drugs. I'm not suggesting that. But look at Jesus who is Lord, who's God. He was able. He was there on a mission. He was there to show these folk who were irreprovable, irreparable, messed up, that he is not too good to be in their presence. I'm preaching already, Doc. Some of y'all can't witness to nobody because you all hooked up with all these rules and regulations. And the reason God can't get the glory because you won't tell the whole story. Hmm. My God. This uh, Hosea is the first minor prophet, and his name means salvation, a derivative from Joshua, Jesus. His name means salvation. He was a prophet to the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes of the north, 70, 721, 72 B.C., when the Syrians came down to get them because of their... Uh, he prophesied under four notable kings, under, um, yeah, Uzziah, under uh, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. And you need to understand, when you hear those four names, uh, most of the people from the north and south was prophesying under those names. And Uzziah was the one that God killed with leprosy in Isaiah 6.1, when, when Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, in other words, I had to have somebody die before I could see the Lord. Jotham allowed these, amen, national disgraceful idolatries to go on leaving the high places in place and then Ahaz the husband of Jezebel, Jezebel Ahaz led Israel into Baal worship are y'all getting this then Hezekiah came with some reforms but the reforms only delayed God's judgment and 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 it's here it's here that he is prophesying in the north, Micah, Isaiah, our contemporaries. And, 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 and here's what God, in a strange sense, but strategic, tells this prophet to do. 752 to 710 B.C. He says, here's what I want you to do, Hosea. I want you to go down to the marketplace and choose a wife who is a prostitute. And marry her. Now, now let me stop, pause, and park. To my young people, God is not leading you to choose a prostitute. Get that straight. Um, there are some principles to hermeneutics, the interpretation of God's word. Let me give you a couple. The couple is in Romans 15, 4, don't turn. Paul says, the things that were written aforetime, Old Testament, were written for our admonition, our learning, that we through patience and grace, amen, can live right. So everything in the Old Testament is not for our participation, it's for our information. Are y'all getting this? Don't go back in the Old Testament talking about, well, David did this, well, Solomon did, no, 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 God, that's not God's word. It's for your information 
and not your participation. There's another hermeneutical law that the, listen to this, the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. And the, new, and the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. So we get full revelation when we get in the New Testament of what took place in the Old Testament. Are y'all getting this? Yeah, that, that's where you get your types and anti-types. All, all this, when Abraham was, amen, when Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah, at, at God's instruction early in the morning and said, now kill your son, uh, uh, up there on Mount Moriah, what you don't know, the geographical and typology of the land, Mount Moriah is Calvary. Same place. I want you to take your son to Mount Moriah, and there I want you to kill him. Because 2,000 years from now, I'm going to take my son to Mount Moriah, and I'm going to allow him to die. Do I have a witness? This thing is heavy in the name of Jesus. And, 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 so, and, so, and so even when David committed his horrible sin of murder and adultery and, 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 and all that he did in Psalm 51, and the prophet Nathan came to David and said, wait a minute, the Lord, Jehovah, hath put away your sin." But the sword won't leave your house. What, what, what do you mean the Lord put away your sin? Well, the re, one of the reasons God put away your sin is because you're in the lineage of Jesus. And prophetically, David, this thing is heavy. Jesus is called the son of David, the son of Abraham, and the son of God. So God can't mess up the real purpose of the coming of his son. Lord have mercy. You, you, you know, God has blinked at our stuff because he got, he got stuff down the line that involves you. Do, do you know mercy? Old folks say mercy best suits my case. Do, do you understand that, that, that here in this situation that he tells them to pick, purchase, pursue a prostitute and he says this for three reasons. Now, uh, her name was Gomer, G-O-M-E-R. Her name was Gomer. God did this for three reasons. First of all, there was an experiential reason. He wanted the prophet to experience the same pain that God felt over Israel. I want you to experience this. He not only did it experientially, but he did it by way of illustration because he was now teaching Israel by way of illustration, amen, a buyout. And then third, he did it by prof uh, uh, a prophetical reason because Hosea's children would reflect what's getting ready to happen in the future. Not my people, not pitied, scattered. Three names that God would use to emphasize, amen, what's going to become of these people. And so when we begin to look at this, this, this book, and I, it's, it's, it's just, we dealt with Ezra last week. You're going to learn the Bible. Can you come to church? And if you come to court, you'll learn it twice as fast. Can I get a witness? That, that we, we was in Ezra, we was in uh, Exodus 33, now we're in Hosea. Hosea... Um, the ten tribes up north 
that the Assyrians took out under Sennacherib in 721-722 BC are called Ephraim. When, when, you, when you look at the word Ephraim, it's the first tribe that backslid. And, 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 and here's, now that I've gotten out the history, here's what begins to take place. First, when we start talking about God's redemptive love, see, it's not God's will for you to compare your relationships, your love with one another. It's God's will for you to compare, listen, your life, your walk, your thinking, your reasoning with the word. And when we start making this comparison with the word, all of us fall short. Do I have a witness? Don't, don't we fall short? Uh, excuse me. And our love falls short. I don't have the same love Jesus had. I don't have the same love God has. I, I, I know we like to boast that thing. I don't, I don't have the same. You know, you get on my nerves, I tell you take a hike. That's, that's me speaking in a known tone. Now, I don't want to go to the unknown. But the fact of the matter is, is that God wants us to reflect his love. The love of God. And God's love ought to be engineered in us. Amen. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so the first thing we see, and I'm, I'm going to get out your way, is God's redemptive love, listen to this, makes a claim by purchasing in spite of one's mess. There's a claim there. There's a claim. There was nothing in this prostitute that attracted God. And there's nothing in you and I that attracts God. I get, you know what, I get giddy when I, look, when I see people stuck on themselves, I just keep laughing. You are that blind. Blind as a bat with sunglasses on. Stevie Wonder could see this stuff. You're blind. Everything is about me, myself, and I. Look, look, look at us. Take our phones. Selfies. I was just warming up Friday, cutting my second step, and it was all over Facebook. I got calls from Virginia. Yeah, man, you was kicking that out. So what kind of mess is this? I said, yes, I did. I could have said, no, my name is Luther Jackson, but he got white hair. But check, check it out, check it out, check it out. Redemption is always the purchasing of a slave out of a marketplace of sin. Watch this now, I'm not finished. With the intent of freeing them. Not just purchasing them to yourself. Purchasing them and then freeing them. That's redemptive love. And if you are not trying to free your husband and free your wife and free your kids, you ain't nowhere in the circumference of God's love. It ain't all about you. Ah, Boaz purchased the rights to Ruth, a Moabitess. Yeah, she, she, look, 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 look. She was messed up. She, 
he, he had to negotiate a transfer and a transference. Ruth was living in sorrow, laboring in a service. And because Naomi, which means bitter, had counseled her, she was learning to surrender to a man called Boaz. She was gleaning at his feet. You couldn't glean at a kinsman redeemer's feet unless he had rights to you. And Boaz told Ruth and Naomi, I, I, I can't just bring her in because there's another kinsman redeemer closer than I am. Y'all ain't getting this. I, I got to first negotiate her, her freedom with him. And, 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 and guess who was your kinsman redeemer before you met Jesus? His name was called Satan. Y'all ain't getting this. God had to negotiate through the blood of Christ your freedom. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That ought to make you shout. That God purchased us out of the marketplace of sin. See, I'm not running around here trying to get you to think that I'm all that in the bag of chips. No, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Keep it on the basement level. Whatever good you see in me is Jesus. Whatever bad you see in me is me. Can I get a witness? I'm not here for a reputation. I'm not here to impress you about nothing. I am what I am by the grace of Almighty God. Because I know where the Lord bought me from. See, I just met y'all. I know. The Lord's been walking with me for years. I know the stuff I was into. I know the places I went. I know the things I did. I know how crooked my heart was. But God, I wish I had a witness up in this house. When you understand that the Lord laid a claim to your life and you was nothing but a bunch of mess. And you... Ephesians 2, who were dead, doomed, totally depraved, disobedient, God hath reckoned you, made you alive. Do I have a witness? It's tied up in here. So Boaz purchased her rights, and then she, yeah, he became her kinsman redeemer, and, 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 and the word redeemer, act, Azarazo and or ex Azarazo means to buy the purchase with a view of freeing them. Now let me tell you why some of our marriage relationships and relationships with our children can't work. Because you and I are incapable of freeing somebody else. You know why we can't free them? Because before you can free them, you got to forgive them. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> well, I forgave him years ago. You're lying. He ain't, he ain't forgave let me tell you how you know you haven't forgiven something because all it takes is the memory of something specific comes back, you tense all back up again. You ain't a free one. 
You didn't. You didn't. You didn't forgive. Mm. My God. Look at chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Beri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, king of Israel. I want you to see this. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, verse 2. And the Lord said unto Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. Verse 3, so he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblian, which conceived and bare him a son. So here we are, the opening of the story, and when you, when you begin to go all the way up to verse 9, she conceives, she has three kids, a, a man, and the kid's name prophetically means something. There's an experiential and an illustrative uh, uh, p- part of this as well. And, and it's interesting that... Um, that God, amen, is instructing this prophet, Hosea, whose name means salvation, to do something out of the ordinary. Now, could it be, hypothetically, could it be that in your life and in my life, God has planned and purposed something to give us experience, illustration, and sort of a prophecy. Could it be that God, who orders the steps of his people, has allowed certain things in your life not to come together so God can use that circumstance for his glory? Could it be? Could it be? Because, you know, I've had some frank conversations with the Lord, and there are times I just get ticked off. Oh, Lord, what's going on? I try to be faithful to you. I try to serve. I try to do this, try to do this. And all I see is what I'm trying to do for the Lord. You know, come on now. Can I get a witness? And that has nothing to do with God's will for his people. In fact, all you got to do is talk to Job. And every now and then, we ought to have a conversation with Job. Just turn to the book of Job, I mean Job. He lost 10 kids all at once. He was rich, he became poor. He caught an incurable disease, dogs was licking his wound on the side of the curb. His wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? He said, woman, you a foolish woman. He held his integrity, but before all of that happened, God was playing chess with Satan. And, and, and the Bible says that God ordered all angels into his presence by rank. And it says, and Satan came also among them. Y'all ain't getting this. And he said, Satan, where are you going? He said, I'm going to and fro in the earth, and I'm looking for somebody. And God said, have you considered my servant, Job? I want you to put your name there. Have you considered my servant Skip? Have you considered my servant uh, Luther Jackson? Have you considered my servant John Green? And, and once God brags you up, hell's coming. Uh, uh, excuse me. 
I said, hell is going to come once God starts bragging you up. See, 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 we walk around with this little pretentious attitude like we all at, and about, ah, nah, nah, nah. If God ever moved a hedge from around you, you would curse God to his face. So, 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 so Satan told God, I tell you what, move this hedge and I'm getting to curse you. God said, I tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll move some hedges, but you can't have his life. Uh, do I have a witness? He was, come on, he was like a Boaz. He was negotiating. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that everything came down on Job and his four so-called friends. Watch your friends when you're going through. They, they always got the answer. Watch people that always got the answer to your dilemma. They don't know diddly. They kept saying, you must have did something wrong because God is too good to do this to anybody. And, and, Job, Job, and Job couldn't take no more. And finally, Job, Job made some statements in chapter 38 that would pull God in. Maybe, maybe God, maybe, maybe, maybe. And God said, whoa, who is this? With dark counsel. To gird up the loins, boy. Answer these questions. Where were you when I threw the oceans into place? And with every river flowing into the ocean, the oceans can only come so far, and then they got to go back. Where were you when I put the mountains strategically in the earth to serve like balances? So the earth wouldn't come off his axis. Where, where were you when I put the sun, moon, and stars in the sky and made them take shifts and they've never been late? Where, where were you? And, 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 and when God kept questioning the boy, he said, I abhor myself in sackcloth and ashes. I'm no good. I'm nothing. God, I'm sorry. And, 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 and then Job, Job in the last chapter said, wait a minute. I, I had heard about the Lord with the hearing of my ear. But now all this hell I done been through, I've seen him. You, you know when you see God, you see God when you've been through something. And the Lord brings you out. That's when you see God. You see him when he rescues you. You see him when he snatches you. You see him when he restores you. Ah. <laughs> ah. Somebody said, I've seen, yeah, the lightning flash. I've, I've, I've heard the, y'all help me out, thunder rolling. Can I get a witness? When you, when you keep living this walk, God, God will let you see him. When, 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 when nobody else can help you, when, when all hell is breaking out, when you're ready to die and then the Lord waits and keeps on, yes he does, he keeps on waiting till you run out of options. He keeps on waiting till you don't have no braggadociousness. He keeps on waiting, can I get a witness, until you're ready to give up and then he shows up. Doesn't he show up? Um, somebody said he's able, and he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And he's able. Jesus. 
So if I claim to love Sister Gordon and my kids, if I'm going to match redemptive love, then I've got to lay claim to purchase their happiness in spite of their mess and set them free. I didn't set them to come back and minister to me. Set them free. That's redemptive love. My Lord God. Secondly, I want you to see this. God's redemptive love not only clings, but it commits to a partnership in spite of ungodly movements. Yeah, it's a helper. It's a helper. What, what does it help? Uh, Goma, Goma, Goma is Jose's wife. Mm-hmm. In, in spite of a catalog of her sins. Yeah. See, commitment is easy when all your expectations are met. Commitment is easy when you feel happy. Commitment is not easy when all hell's breaking out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do I have a witness? Uh huh. I'm get out your way. Look at chapter chap, chapter seven of Hosea real quick at verse eight. Come on now, Bible centric. Chapter seven, verse eight. Ephraim, that's the ten tribes up north. He hath mixed himself among ungodly people. Now, 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 here, here's what God is saying about Gomer. Gomer is his wife. She's the prostitute. You have mingled yourself with a bunch of heathens. Mm, mingled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to chapter 4, verse 16. Real quick, let's, let's do this quickly. Should hit this first. 4.16, for Israel slotted what? Back as a backsliding heifer. I ain't going to tell you what a heifer is. I'm going to commit to you in spite of you being a heifer. A backslot. Now don't go home and call your mate this. <laughs> Backsliding heifer. Mm. How many of y'all used to hate somebody calling you a name? Raise your hand. You hate name calling. Well, well, well that's it. How many of y'all like name calling? <laughs> let's, let's look at that. <laughs> Well, we can come up with some stuff now. And it ain't praise the Lord either. Look, 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 look at this. Look at these titles that are indicative of her movements. Look at chapter 7, verse 11. Real quick, come on now. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without a heart. A silly dove that keeps beckoning back to Egypt. Look at 716. I'm going to get out your way. As a crooked bow. Look, look at 716. They return not, but not to the most high. They are like a deceitful bow. In other words, everything you aim at with your slingshot, everything you aim at with your bow and arrow, 
the arrow goes to the wrong place. You can't shoot straight. Look at chapter 8, verse 8. Yeah. You're a broken pot. Israel swallowed up now shall they be among the Gentiles as a vessel wherein is no pleasure. You're a broken pot. Now, you know a broken pot is bad stuff. You go to cook and you got stuff in the pot and stuff coming out of the pot. Look at chapter 9, verse 16. Come on, we're doing this quickly. If, if Ephraim, 10 tribes up north, is smitten, their root is what? You're a dried up root. Ain't no fruit coming out of you. You're a dried up root. Look at chapter 10, verse 1. You're empty. My God will cast them. Now look, Israel is an empty what? Vine, you're empty. Look at chapter 8, verse 7. Don't miss this one. For they have sown the wind, they're going to reap the what? The whirlwind. God says that redemptive love has something to do with us committing to folk that, Lord have mercy, that have ungodly movements, moving all over the place. The history, the horrors, yeah. Hmm. All over the place. My history messes me up. It does. I, I had a, I had a marriage counselor, uh, a friend of mine. He he's got a doctorate. He said, he said, Raymond, it's your history keep messing you up. And I started thinking about that. Because, from my history, I remember how my house was run. There was no silverware in the sink. Are y'all getting this? The smell of white cap was all through the house. I ain't never seen nothing crawling. They were scared to come in. My mother had a washing machine and he had a scrub board when I was small. They scrubbed them clothes and hang them up on the line. Are y'all getting this? Refrigerator was clean. There wasn't no microwave. Refrigerator was clean. Floors was clean. Couch had plastic on it. You couldn't sit on it. Are y'all getting me? So my grown kids come home and I see a couple dishes and silver in the sink. I got a problem now, Doc. This ain't happening up in here. Are y'all getting me? The fact, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is that, amen, that our historical issues are real. Are good models or bad models. That's why we are, or you are, so full of hell. Both of them. You know why we're so full of hell? Because we witness stuff at eye view that we promise would never happen to me. The way he talked to my mother, you ain't talking to me that way. The way she treated my dad, I, remember that, remember that? We had a bunch of rules in the 50s and early 60s. Rules. Now we have an overage of relationship with no rules. So rules without relationship is Amen. Brings on rebellion 
But relationship without rules bring on anarchy. So we need a balance, young people, right? Of rules and relate. You respect your elders. You respect them that had the rule over you. That's a rule. You, you have to be restrainful and you have to be responsible. And you guys that are married, you, you ought to be matured. If you ain't mature, you shouldn't have got married. Don't nobody want to be married to a little boy? Another child to raise? Oh, Lord. Well, that's three going out. And, and listen, so fact, fact of the matter is, you got to grow up. Don't come up in here for counseling if you ain't got no job. I don't want to hear how good the Lord is. It's called J-O-B. Because my question is, how are you going to take care of this young lady? Now, I'm going to pray about it. Not in this church you won't pray about it. You got to have a job. You got to work. And you young ladies, and I say this every youth, don't you be giving nothing up to impress or win anybody. Don't you dare do it. You just say no. 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 That's what I told Sister Gordon when we was engaged. No. No. No, it ain't happening. So we need <laughs> Don't y'all just love me. Praise God. It's all right, baby. You're all right. Hang in there. The candy comes later. I got I got some candy for you. Hang on. Part part of being a pastor's wife is you have to endure the lies. <laughs> all right, listen to this. Here we go. Praise Jesus. Redemptive love lays a claim and it commits. Commitment is a curse word today. Commits, commits, commits. We watched, we had models that were committed for life. Weren't they committed? They, they, they were committed to death, did them part. Isn't that right? They, they were committed amen, to raise kids together. They were committed to spend time with those kids. Come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Committed. We got to be committed, man. We got to be committed. And, 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 and the whole thing is commitment is never easy. Commitment has nothing to do with feelings. You ain't always going to feel like being committed. Do I have a witness up in here? And, 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 and so when we look at this redemptive love, it's a love that not only claims and commits, it's a love, thirdly, that covers and corrects a problem through mercy. Covers. Paul preaching, using the pastoral epistles, 1st, 2nd Timothy, Titus says, to the women, your husband is your covering. Well, what if a woman's not married? Then your pastor is your covering. All you ladies that don't have a husband, I'm your covering. 
Amen. Amen. I'm your spiritual covering. And, and, and listen, the Bible tells the women, you know, in the context, going home and ask your husband. But the inference is your husband knows something about the word. Something. You say, baby, the pastor was teaching Bible study tonight, and I, I, I know you're my covering, so let me ask you. And, and he tells you to turn to the Malachi papers. No, Malachi. We got a problem, Houston. <laughs> check, check this out. Check this out. I'm closing. Turn to chapter 14. Turn to chapter 14. Chapter, turn to chapter 14. Turn to chapter 14. Verses 1 to 3. Redemptive love, this covering, this covering, this covering produces a return. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. You see that? That when you look at verses 1 to 3, take up, take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity, receive us graciously, so we will uh, render the calves of our lips. And then verse 3 says, Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, ye are gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth what? Mercy. There's a, there, there's a healing grace when we look to the Lord for covering Amen. And a correction. So if I claim to love with redemptive love, amen, my love ought to make somebody return to God. Oh, this one's tight. This one is tight. When people come estranged with God, when they stop coming to church, when they, when they, when they don't read their Bible, when they stop praying, when they lose hope, your life, your life ought to cause a return. The way we live, the way we love, the way we help liberate ought to be a return for somebody else. See, you don't have to keep preaching, putting tracks on people's toilets and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, now, who have you affected to go return to God? That's the question. Most of them folk in our family and on the outside, they look at us and say, yeah, I ain't going there. You know, you hypocrites. I ain't. You know why? Because your life stands in the way. My God. It's tight. Look at chapter 14, verse 4. We're almost finished. Yet, I mean, 14.4, I will heal their what? Now, we don't, we, we, we don't backslide in the New Testament, we slide back. Now, here's the thing. We cannot live in habitual sin. First John 5 says there is a sin unto death. Israel kept sliding back, sliding back because there was no keeping power. Peter says we are kept by the power of God unto salvation. The Holy Ghost keeps us. See, see, they, listen, the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament came and left came and left. That's why David said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Are y'all getting me? But the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. And Peter says, we are kept by the power. Well, wait a minute. That, that's why I get upset when people want to take credit. The only reason I'm not on a pipe 
today is because of the Holy Ghost. The, the, the only reason I don't have AIDS today is because of the Holy Ghost. The only reason I'm not sitting up in, in a cell today is because of the Holy Ghost. The only reason that I'm alive is the Holy Ghost. We are kept by the power of God. Won't he keep you? Even when you start thinking stupid, uh, won't he keep you? When, 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 when I want to wrong, I'm preaching up in this place now. Even when I, amen, think about doing wrong, there's a power over my power. There's a power inside of me. There's a power from the grave of Jesus. There's a, there's a power from glory. There's a power. There's a power that guides me. He directs me. He stops me. He halts me. He puts me on hold. And that power is God the Holy Spirit. He will. Won't he do it, saints? He'll make you walk right. He'll make you talk right. He'll make you praise him. Why? Because he gives us a power. Thank you, Jesus, for the power. Thank you, Jesus, for the power. I will love them freely. Look at verse 4. I will turn my anger uh -oh, away. Stop. Freedom and forgiveness are brothers. You can't free nobody unless you forgive them. I'm tired of folk with this. Ah, yeah, you know. I, uh, uh. I might forget, but I, I might forget, but I won't forget where that come from. And see, I'm reminded what Jesus said in the New Testament. If you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. Now, that has nothing to do with your salvation. It, it does have something to do with your blessings. Are y'all praying with me? Because you and I are incapable of letting somebody go. Who in the world do you think you are? That you can't let somebody else go. Let him that is without sin, John 8, cast the first stone. If you do an inventory and say, you know what, I never had sin, I don't have no sin, I'm going to throw this stone, and Jesus said, go and throw it. But nobody can throw a stone. Because if God put our stuff up on that screen, I keep telling you. Somebody said, well, here's the life of Raymond Gordon before he was saved. I would dart out of this pulpit, I would dart up the aisle and out the door because you're going to see some mess up on that screen, God. And you'll be looking up, oh, is that pastor? Yeah, that was me. Learn to judge others by judging yourself first. Mm-hmm. So if my kids are 23, 20, and 26, and they do something, I, right now, Bruce, Dr. Bedner, I, I look at them with a reflection of what I was into at that age. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. But for the grace of God. There goes I. Jesus said, the one that forgives much, the same loveth much. Put those two together. People that are willing to forgive others, whew, 
have already taken inventory of themselves. It's called empathy. Check this out. Look at verse 9 as I close. Chapter 14. Who is wise and he shall understand these things prudent he shall know them for the ways of the Lord are right and the just shall walk in them. I, I, I want to I say that when we look at this redemptive love Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. He purchased us out of the marketplace of sin. Amen. Set us free from habitual sin. And I, I can shout on that all day long. Do I sin? Yes. Thought, word, deed, motive, attitude every day. But not habitually. I don't have no more habitual sin. Habitual sin means ongoing, without breaks. Amen. Enslaved to sin. And Paul says sin shall not have dominion over you. Didn't he say that in Romans? So, child of God, I thank God that he has broke my habitual sin. Because I had me some habitual sin up in here. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and Colossians 2.14 says, here's what Jesus did. I'm closing. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. Having nailed them to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for nailing my mess to the cross. Amen. He disarmed principalities and powers. Didn't he disarm them? Yeah, he disarmed them. You can't root me. I don't give a kitty what you believe. Bring your powder to church. Blow your powder on me and I'll blow it back on you. Ain't no effect. Great is he that's in me. You can't take my fingernails. I ain't got no hair. My hair and do a whammy on me. That won't work. Why? Because I'm blood washed. And I'm blood bought and no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. See, all I got to do is start quoting the promises. I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. Can I get a witness? I was born twice. I'm only going to die once. And when I die, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation because my kinsman redeemer shed his blood. Did he shed it? He didn't spill it. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross that I might have a right to the tree of life. Can I get a witness? And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Now listen to this. I'm free enough to love somebody else. Why are you pausing? Because people that can't love, they ain't free. They still, they're still struggling with themselves. I'm free enough to love somebody else. Are you getting that? It's a claim. It's a commitment. It's a covering. It's called redemptive love. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Jesus Christ, Son of God, God the Son wants to save you. He already paid the price. He died on the cross for his sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. Come on up. Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. Balcony. Downstairs. 
Come on now, come on now, come on now. Praise Jesus. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, man. Thank you. Right, stand right here. Now, 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 y'all ticking me off because you're going you gonna to clap for Beyonce. You're going to clap for uh, uh, cool, big head, Jay, whatever his name is. You're going you, you, you to clap for all these other rap artists, but you can't clap when the soul gets saved. Yeah. And, the Bi and the Bible says that over one soul, the angels are shouting in heaven. Is there another? You want to be saved? Give your life to Christ. Come on, don't go to hell. Give your life to Jesus. Come on now. Jesus died. It, it's free. He paid the price. Come on out if you want to be saved. Come on out. If you want to be saved, just step out. Jesus wants to save you. Come on, my brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Is there another? You want to come, baby? Well, come, come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, darling. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, baby. I see in your eyes. Give your life to Christ. You're not going to regret this, baby. Come on, baby. It's all right. You're not going to regret this. Come on. Pastor, Pastor, walk with you. Praise Jesus. All right. Right here, darling. Praise God. Come on. I'm coming on this side. Want to be saved? Want to be saved? Come on. Want to be saved? Want to be saved? Anybody else in the house want to be saved? Want to give your life to Christ? Want to join the church? We love you. We love you. Thank God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Can you follow the ministers, please? Praise Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Now we're getting ready to close. Wednesday at 7 o'clock, Love in Richmond. Bring friends, bring family, bring neighbors, anybody that's in a relationship, single or married. We got some deep information, a lot of great facilitators. And uh, redemptive love. A claim in spite of their mess. A commitment in spite of their movements. And a covering a covering with God's mercy. I don't know about you. When I measure my love against redemptive love, I don't have it. I'm still struggling and praying to get it. I want God's redemptive love engineered into my life where I'm never looking at the other person. I'm looking at the purpose. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the faithfulness of your word. Thank you for our great church and how you have engineered us to preach the unadulterated word of God. Thank you for the souls that were saved this morning. Bless the food that has been prepared for nourishment of minds and bodies. Bless all the people by bus and people for discipleship. Bless our congregation. And God, as we go out, help us to measure against your word our sense of love, our definition of love, our disclosure of love, and help us to grow to a redemptive love. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't have it, but I want it. God bless you. You are dismissed.